Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. I want to show you this, Galatians chapter 6 and verse 7. And it's going to come up on the screen. I'm going to read from the New King James. And uh, if, you, if you don't have a Bible, follow with us. But it's Paul speaking and he says, Do not be deceived. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked for whatever. Say whatever. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Don't be deceived for whatever you sow. If you sow to the flesh, you're going to reap corruption. But if you sow to the Spirit, you receive everlasting life. This is powerful. God, um, throughout Scripture, um, Jesus refers often to the kingdom of God. There's, he, he refers to the kingdom of God and He does it by way of often using a parable to explain um, what the kingdom of God is like. And it's important for us to understand this um, because I think sometimes we look at the kingdom of God or if, if you like the way in which God operates, um, we look at it so one dimensionally. Um, we think of it as being so much, uh, as being more like a transaction whereby if we do something, then God has to do something back. We're looking at it one dimensionally, but you have to understand that Jesus in Scripture used multiple different parables to draw an analogy to, to, to try and describe what His kingdom was like because His kingdom is not one dimensional. It's, it has multi, multiple dimensions to it. That that is the way in which we have to actually approach the things of God. Too often we approach the things of God with this one dimensional transactional mindset whereby we just want Him to do what we want Him to do when we want Him to do it. But understand that His kingdom doesn't operate like that. It operates different. And one of the things that I wanna talk about today in regard to sowing and reaping is actually a principle found within the kingdom of God, that if we can identify this and begin to operate in this, we will walk in what God has for us. But I need you to understand it is multidimensional. It doesn't happen just on, on one dimension. Paul begins and he starts off by saying, do not be deceived, which suggests that there is a deception out there that is contrary to what he is about to explain. The Bible talks about not being ignorant to the enemy's devices. We have to recognise that there is a deception out there that is continually trying to come against what the Word of God is declaring over our life and the instructions that the Word of God gives us on how to live. Paul says, don't be deceived, God is not mocked for whatever a man sows that he will also reap. This word whatever was interesting to me because as I looked up the interpretation for it to see what it meant, it means what you would expect it means. It means nothing in particular. He's saying, Paul is saying, 
whatever you sow, it doesn't matter so much about what you sow. He said, you can take anything, you can take any seed that God has given you and and whatever you do with it, if you sow that seed into the flesh, it will produce corruption in your life. But if you take that same seed and you sow it into the Spirit, it will produce eternal life. I I, I wanna unwrap this, this, this concept for you, if you like. But I want to today just share just a, just a, a brief message for you surrounding, surrounding this topic. Um, the difference is in the dirt. The difference is in the dirt. We have to understand that every single thing that we have been given by God does not belong to us. I know that's an epiphany for some of us because we think that what we have is ours, it's not. The moment you get saved and you surrender your life, you're doing exactly that. You are surrendering your life to God. Therefore, your life does not belong to you anymore. You don't have any rights. Your your, your rights are not your own. Your life now belongs to God. Therefore, every single thing that you have is not yours is being borrowed to you by God for you to steward. That everything that we have, the gifting we have, the ability that we have, the the spouse that we have, the children we have, the friendships we have, the job that we have, the dreams we have, they have been given to us by God for us to steward. They're not for our glory, they are for His glory. Whenever God gives you something, He gives it to you in seed form. He doesn't give it to you in its fullest capacity. He gives it to you in seed form. And there's a mandate upon us as Christians to steward that seed so that that seed can become what God has called it to be. So what I do with the seed determines what it actually becomes. So everything that you have been given in your life, in our lives has been given to us in seed form. The friendships that that we have, that, that if we don't do something with them and cultivate them and work on them and put them in the right atmosphere, then those seeds will actually die. The same with our business, the same with our gifting, the same with our talents, the same with the opportunities, the same with the dreams, the same with the spouse you have and the children that you have that you can whinge and whine and complain all you want, but that seed has been given to you and what happens to that seed is on us. And what he says here is Paul says, don't be deceived. God's not mocked. He says, whatever a man sows, whether it's your gifting, whether it's your job, your business, whether it's your marriage, whether it's your children, whether it's the dreams and the desires you have. Paul says, it doesn't matter. You can, you can take one of them. You can take all of them. He says, but the, 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 the focus of that seed, it's, it's, not, it's so, not so much what it is that you have, but it's more about where you put what you have. The difference is in the dirt. And Paul says, for he who sows, look at this, for he who sows to his flesh, speaking of your focus, you take that seed, whatever it may be, 
if it's the seed of a healthy marriage, if you sow that seed focusing upon your own gain, you're gonna reap corruption. But if you take that seed of your marriage, the difference is in the dirt and you focus that marriage upon glorifying God and doing with that marriage what you believe God has called you to do with that marriage and do what the Bible tells you to do, then you will actually reap eternal life in your marriage. The difference is not in the seed, the difference is in the dirt. But what happens is so many times as Christians, we get so seed obsessed. And we look at the seed and we say, one week we say, God, I, need, I want breakthrough in this area and this seed in my life. And then the next week I need breakthrough here and this. And now I need this and now I need this. And we're coming and we're juggling all of these seeds. But Paul is saying, it's not about the seed. Don't worry about the seed. Every single thing you get is not yours anyway. It belongs to God. The difference is not in the seed. The difference is in the dirt. If you would take these things and plant them into the Spirit of God, that they would be focused upon bringing God glory and not you, you would see the breakthrough you're believing for. The difference, the difference is in the dirt. He says, don't sow. He says, but if you sow to the flesh, if your focus is what you wanna get out of this, if your focus for the business is, and hear my heart, church, I am all about being blessed. I'm all about, you have a nice car. I pray you get the best car you can imagine. I pray that your house is off the charts. I pray all of those things over your life, but understand the purpose of those things is not for our glory, but for God's. But if your focus for all of those things, the seed of that business, where is that seed being sown? Is that business being sown for the flesh or is it being sown for the Spirit? If it falls apart tomorrow, will you still give God the same glory that if He blessed it right now? And Paul is saying, he says, don't be deceived. We can be so deceived. Come on, we live in a blessed part of the world. You're driving down the freeway and that $200,000 Maserati drives past. Don't be deceived. It's nice. I love it. I love nice cars. I pray, dear Jesus, someone gives me a Porsche one day, but don't be deceived. Don't let that become your focus. Don't, don't let that, that seed of, of, of your business, that seed of finances that God has poured into your lap. What are you doing with that seed? The difference is in the dirt. If you take that seed and you use it to just bless yourself and you use it for selfish gain and for selfish ambition. The Bible says that we will reap corruption. The difference is in the dirt. So if we understand this as a concept that everything we have, we're called to steward, then I wanna just look real quickly at this process of stewarding the seed that God has given us, understanding from that standpoint that the difference is in the dirt. The first thing that I want you to understand about seed, and I want you to write down these, these three things, is the seed first has to be buried. I want you to write down the word buried. I want you to write down broken. I want you to write down birthed. 
buried, broken, and birthed. If we understand that seed doesn't become its fullest form just in a moment, does it? That there is a process that has to be embraced if we want to correctly steward to its fullest potential every single thing that God has given us. If you will apply this principle to every area in your life, we will walk blessed. Why? Because it's the Word of God. There are multiple throughout Scripture, I don't have time to go to them, but multiple times where he refers to this process of seed. But we have to understand that the difference is in the dirt. So you have to first understand that that seed has got to be buried. This burying, this burying part of the process is not exactly um, an enjoyable necessarily uh, part of, of, of this journey. The, the burying process is the process where a seed gets pushed down into dirt and it is completely covered and you don't get to see any fruit whatsoever. The birthing process later on, that's, that's, that's fun. That's, that's, that's what we celebrate. That's, that's, that's what we enjoy. That's the harvest and we'll get to that and we'll shout and scream or you will because I can't, but that, that'll be great. But, but right now you have to understand that as quick as we are to jump and celebrate the birth, there will be no birth if it is not first buried. It's got to be buried. It's got to be planted. This speaks of a dark season. The darker the dirt, the richer the soil. The problem is we, we live our life so often trying to avoid dark seasons. God, get me out of the dark. No, I've learned something about God. He does His greatest work in the dark. But if we would embrace that season and recognise that maybe the darker it is, the deeper I'm going and the deeper I'm going, the greater the fruit is gonna be. And I've gotta go down before I go up. It's just the birthing part of the process. The difference is in the dirt. That if you are, if you are planted, so you, you, you might be in a dark season in deficient dirt and that will always produce dysfunction. But if you're in a dark season and you're planted in the Word of God and you're planted in the house of God and you're deep down within the things of God, you better understand that you will see fruit in your life, but you've got to go through this process of knowing what it is to be buried. It speaks of that, that season that, that nobody else sees. It's a season that doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't post real well on social media. You know, it doesn't tweet good. The dirt season, the dark season, the buried season doesn't tweet so well. It's not a photo. I don't care what, how good your filter ability is. There's, you can't filter that season. It doesn't. So, so we tend to want to jump over it and we want to skip it and we want to get straight to the birthing part and we want to get straight to the fruit part. But you have to understand the level to which you're willing to embrace the, the buried season will, will determine how well you'll steward the fruit season and the harvest season later on. It's just right now, it's all happening in the dark. It's happening in the dark. What you do in the dark determines what you'll be in the light. Are you, are you, are you walking in faith 
in, in the buried season, the season where no one's encouraging you because they don't even really know what it is that you're going through. It's, it's, listen, it, it's, it's one thing to go through difficult times that other people know about. Because, because if you're going through difficult times that other people know about, then, then, then you get encouraged when you get around those people because they, get, they know what you're going through. They, they can see the, the challenge in what you're going through and they get around you and they encourage you a bit and, and it helps. But I'm not talking about that season. I'm talking about when you're pushed so far down in the dirt that nobody actually knows what it is that you're going through. And even if you were to try and explain it to them, they still wouldn't get it because you've got to have gone through it sometimes in order to get it. Uh, these, this is the type of season that I'm talking about. I've learned something that God does His, His deepest work in the darkest soil. And if you would recognise that where you are right now, while it may feel like it's a dark place, it's also a deep place and He's doing a deep work in your heart because there's something great that He has called you to and you need to just not be discouraged in the dirt because it's, it's a lonely place. There's no one there to clap. There's no one there to give you accolades. But what He's doing in that time, He's, he's learning you. You learn during the buried season to not live by the accolades of men. You learn during the buried season what it really is that you're living for. You learn during that season of being in the dark dirt that God is calling you to do something that, that maybe not everybody in your life is actually gonna necessarily approve of later. But you learnt when you were in the dirt not to worry about what people thought about you because no one else was with you in the dirt. It was just you and God. Something happens during that season of being buried. The problem is what happens is, is we delay this season. Some of you might think, man, I've been in that season for 10 years. But we can delay it. You know how one of the quickest ways to delay the season of being buried is digging up your seed with doubt. See, imagine, you imagine if, 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 if I was to try and plant a seed, I was gonna try and plant a tree of some sort. You imagine if I went tomorrow and I, and I got the soil and I, and I got this area in the garden and I, and I dug it up and I, and I planted the seed and, and then I walked away and, and two days later, I went back out and I started to question because I didn't see any fruit. And so I get the, I get the shovel and I go back out and, and I dig it up just to check to see the seed is still there. And then get frustrated. Why is this stinking thing not growing? There's meant to be a tree. The picture says there's, there's a tree and there's meant to be fruit. Where's the, where's the fruit? Well, I'll, I'll just do it again and I'll push it back down again. And then, and then I go back and another two days later, I come back and I dig it up because I'm not sure about it because I can't see the fruit. I can't see the development. I can't see the leaves. I can't see it breaking through the surface. So I, surface, so I start to question, is it still there? Is, is, have I done this wrong? 
right. And so I go back and, and I dig it up again. It sounds silly. It sounds stupid. You wouldn't do that. Yet that's how we do it so often when it comes to the things that God has called us to do, that we're in the middle of this season. Sometimes you've got to, someone, I heard someone say it like this, you've got to let the dirt do its work. Sometimes you've got to just leave it where it is and just trust and just believe that God is faithful, that you're not going to die in the dirt, that He's got something greater for you. Quit allowing your doubt to dig up. We doubt. Every time we doubt, we dig up the seed. There's something happening in that seed that can only happen in the dark. If you take a seed and you just sit it on the surface, the sun will burn it and it will die. You thought, you thought it was this dark, horrible season. It's actually a place of protection. And the deeper you are, the more covering you have. I like that. I'm gonna preach that to myself driving home. And I'm gonna shout myself down even with my bad throat right now. The deeper, the deeper I am. See, that's why some of you are not flourishing. The Word says, those who are planted. That's why it's so easy to skip church when it's raining sometimes. That's why it's so easy for people to come to church one week and then you don't see them for two months and then they come back another week. Why? Because, because they're not deep enough. You, you gotta get so, so, so planted in the house of God so deep that even if you wanted to miss, you wouldn't be able to because you're too connected. There's, there's too many relationships. There's too many areas that you're serving in. There's too many people that are relying on you to pick them up because they've never been to church before. And you text them throughout the week and say, bro, will you come if I pick you up? See, that's not just about getting people saved. It is, but it's also about helping you get planted into the things of God so that if you wanted to check out, you wouldn't be able to. That's how you grow. We, we, we gotta get, we gotta get buried. There's a pressure that comes when you're buried deep. There's a pressure, there's a pushing. But then it, it takes me to my next one. You gotta get buried. And then also, you know what happens to that seed when the time comes, when it's been buried and it's pushed down deep and it's been watered and it's in good soil because the difference is in the dirt. It's planted in the things of God. You know what'll happen to that seed? It'll, it'll break. The surface of the seed will actually split open and what's in it can start to come out of it. But it does not come out without the breaking. The, 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 sometimes your greatest breakdown will happen right before your biggest breakthrough. And sometimes I've found that a breakdown is recipe for a breakthrough. But we view it like it's a negative. We, we view it like there's a breaking happening and I'm breaking, I'm breaking, that's good. Because some of us, God had to break us to remind us 
that what's in us is greater than who we are. Sometimes it's the breaking that reminds us is sometimes we've got to learn the hard way. Sometimes it's the breaking that reminds us that our own gifting and ability is not gonna cut it, that we're gonna rely upon God, but we don't really get that revelation until we get broken. It's, it's a breaking, what, what the breaking also represents. It, it represents an openness, excuse me. Because the seed, the seed is split open. There's an, there's an openness before what's in it can start to come out of it. There has to be an, an openness. Are you open before God saying, God, I'm ready for what You wanna do in my life. This is who I am. I'm not holding anything back. I'm open, I'm, I'm surrendered to You. Is, is there an openness in your heart? You know what it also represents? The seed, there's a breaking and there is a, there's a leaving behind the old to step into the new. Remember the story in 1 Kings, um, I think it's 19 where, where Elijah and Elisha. And, and what happens in that story is Elisha, Elijah, comes down off the mountain and he goes up to Elisha and he puts the mantle upon him. It's an opportunity, represents opportunity. An opportunity for more and he walked off. Threw the mantle on him and walked off. And the Bible says in, in the story that, that Elisha, he was, he was ploughing the field. And it said that the moment the mantle came upon him, it said that he took the plough and the Bible says that he took it and he broke it and He burned the plough. See, this is what this breaking season is. Sometimes we've got to destroy the old in order to receive the new. And sometimes it's, this can represent multiple things for us. Sometimes it's old mindsets and thinking that's keeping you where, where, where the enemy wants you, which is where you are, but God's not called you to stay where you are. He's called you to step into something new but it's gonna require for us a, a breaking of the old, a breaking off of old mindsets, of old patterns, of old ways of doing things, of, of patterns within our life that are holding us back. It's, it's what it means to be renewed in order to step into what God has for us. It's a, it's a bearing, it's a, it's a breaking. And then there comes a birthing. There comes a birthing. When, when, when Caressa was pregnant and, you know, we went to the classes. You know, well, when I say we went, we went to like half of the first one. And then we went through a movie. But, um, you know, they talk you through the whole, you know, the whole process and ooh and ah and, and, you know, what you're meant to do when they start to, to go into labour. And, and, but then they, they basically, you look for different things, you know, like different signs and different, you know, pains and all of, all of that stuff. You know, clearly I wasn't very good at it, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, but then there's, there's something that happens um, that it's, it's the water breaking. And, and when the water breaks, I mean, basically, I mean, that's game on, bro. I mean, like when that water breaks, well, once the breaking happens, 
whether you want to birth that thing or not. Too late, Joker, that bad boy's coming. And it's gonna come quick. And I felt when I was looking over this little little sermonette that, that I felt God put on my heart to share before you, is that for some of you, there's a breaking that's taking place. But to help give you faith during the breaking, you have to understand that the moment the breaking happens, that the birthing is inevitable. That you've been on track, journeying through the process that God has for you, that you've been buried, you've been broken and the birthing is coming. The Bible tells us in Genesis 8 and verse 22, while the earth remains seed time and harvest time, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. That there is a harvest time coming for our lives. That there is a birthing, that He will be faithful. That He will not allow you to go through the process that you've been going through without coming through in your life. That there will be a birthing that will take place if we would just hold But the difference, the difference is in the dirt. What's the focus? What have you done? What are you doing with the seed? Is it focused upon your own gain? Your own breakthrough, if you like, or is it focused upon the things of God? Is it focused upon the Spirit of God saying, God, whatever it is that you wanna do with this gifting, whatever it is that you wanna do with this job, with my life, with everything that you've given me, I trust you that that's the focus of my life is you and the things of God. Because when He has that, then the birthing can take place in our life. And He gets the glory and not us that it would be a challenge for us this morning. And the difference is in the dirt. Where's, where's the seed? Where have you put the seed? Where have you put that, that marriage? What's the focus of it? Where have you put those dreams, those desires? Maybe the reason why the dreams and desires are not happening is they're in the wrong dirt, that God cannot trust you with it. They're just producing dysfunction in your life because the dirt is deficient. It's gotta be focused, it's gotta be planted upon the things of God, upon those things that are gonna bring God the glory and not us. This is, this is so contrary to the pattern of this world. That the pattern of the world is all about our gain, is all about what we can get, is all about us moving forward. It's all about our connections, doors opening for us, opportunities for us. And hear me, I think all of that is great if ultimately our goal is that when we step into those doors and into those opportunities, that our goal would be that He would get the glory and not us. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed. 